This is Live from the Vault, the Hearsmith Podcast, a raw and unfiltered look at the world of business, entrepreneurship, and the absurdity of modern life. I am Chad Coleman, founder of Hearsmith and your host. Unfortunately, today we don't have our co-host DeAndre Dow. Big shout out to DeAndre Dow, No Cap World. He couldn't be here with us today, but uh, which is a little bit unfortunate because today we're talking about uh, apparel brands and learning more from uh, two founders that we have in here with us. I'd like to welcome uh, AJ from Origins and Legacies and Floyd from Ohio Against the World. Now, you guys are um, sort of at two ends of the the spectrum. You know, AJ is just starting his journey uh, down this road, you know, pretty more recently. And Floyd, you've been around. Uh, a little while in the business. Um, welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. yeah it's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, you know, uh, I'd like you each to just start off by kind of giving us the the overview of like uh, your journey to starting an apparel brand. Like what, what led you? Why, why don't you start us off with that, AJ? Yeah, sure. Uh, my brand is called uh, Origins and Legacies, which is uh, pretty much based on uh, a person's story. Everybody wants to be, you know, successful at something. You know, uh, the person that works at the gas station, the person that works at Burger King, the guys who who, who are having dreams about, you know, what they want to become, right? And some right. of them don't have, the, you know, the steps to do that. And what the brand actually, you know, actual thing about it is that the to motivate them to want to go after it, find the steps it takes to get there. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely. And it starts with the vision. How, how did you how did you get the idea to even do an apparel brand though? Like what, you know, I mean, obviously like those, I you know, working with you a little bit on your marketing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at Herosmith, uh, you know, I know that you have this internal drive to like help people, to empower people because it's changed your life. Mm-hmm. But like, how did that, like that core belief and, and drive within yourself, how did that, what's the story? Like what, what, what did it finally click that's like, oh, I'm going to create an apparel brand? Oh, I'm glad you asked it. It was, uh, it was actually come from, you know, my own experiences and experiences that I've, uh, you know, been involved with people, being able to motivate them to actually get what they want. I mean, I got so many stories behind it, but with me, uh, it started with me. I was in a position where I didn't want to want, you know, I wasn't where I wanted to be. And, you know, being in the job market, uh, I wanted a better job. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to, you know, do all these things. But I had no idea how to make it happen. So what I did was, number one, just uh, prepare my mind for that. Where's the vision at? You got to think about it first before you do it. Then the persistent part, I knew I had to do the work. Of course, you got to put in applications for jobs. You got to talk to people, try to make things happen. The little bitty steps in between there. And then the progress finally came. But it started with the gratitude of just being able to go after that every day. So that's my motivation. And I want to be able to make sure that people can understand these steps, that you can do this too. There's no magical switch you hit or nothing like that. It starts with the mind first. That's that's the concept, and that's how that started. With me. Nice. My, uh, mindset and determination are so important. Floyd, tell me a little bit about how Against the World's origin story. You guys have been around for a few years now. Yeah, we've been around for some time, um, kind of like taking a sabbatical, getting back into the, to the, to the, to the game to play. But... Uh, I had started back in 2009, which was uh, a time that I lived in Cincinnati. And it was kind of like this real uh, grassroots kind of campaign that I had started. I was uh, studying in marketing at uh, Cincinnati State Community College. And this is the time when Facebook kind of started opening up more publicly. Mm-hmm. And I was just experiment with uh, throwing events and parties. 
and it kind of grew into like this cult like following and it was uh, it was a really good time. And when you said a cult like following, was that just for you as a person, like your profile and stuff started to blow up, or was it more for like a brand you were working on? I think maybe both, because okay. I was kind of like a, somebody in the community. You know, I, right. I was all about bringing people together from events to um, social events. Uh, I used to throw rooftop movie parties, and one thing about being from the Midwest is very. It's uh, not as diverse, and if it is diverse, it's very, you know, kind of segregated in a way. But my thing was is that I wanted to kind of create a place where, you know, X can be with Y and Y can be with Z, and it was just through the music and through the atmosphere that kind of, like, really uh, made people just wanted to interact and be together. So I just started making T-shirts. I was working at a, at a bar called The Comet, um, some of the best burritos in Cincinnati was made there. <laughs> Shout out to the comment. Yeah, I'm our, yeah I'm our, you, got to, you got to hit me up. I'm He's trying me. to get some free burritos yeah. next time he goes back home. Oh, man. Yeah. I uh, still remember the quesadilla recipe, so I eat quesadillas like at least <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, but I was like hustling T-shirts out of the burrito window. And, <laughs> nice. Uh, Getting them dropped off from the screen printers because it was a local community bar. Yeah. And it just kind of like start growing legs of its own. I got a website kind of created through, um, I forgot which platform, and uh, Big Cartel back in the day, you know? <laughs> right. And from there, it's just kind of like growing legs. People in New York start wearing it. and. Now was this yeah. the the current brand that you have now, yeah. the Ohio Against the World? Wow! Yeah. So you've you've really you really honed in on that. You found that 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 yeah. sort of mantra early, right? Yeah, that's super I think that's cool. a really good word to say as a mantra. So yeah, so uh, in your you know obviously like I think some of the best apparel brands. I mean, you've heard we've all heard the Damon John story, and I actually had the pleasure of meeting him at once at. Uh, at uh, Denver Startup Week, and that super nice guy. But just listening to his story, how he like, you know, failed, had to close the company like twice, oh. was down to the wire. I think he was going to close it. If he said basically he was going to quit if he had to close it like a third time, and then at the very last minute he got a, you know, he got an order that saved the company before having to close it permanently. And obviously, if he hadn't had that grit and determination, he would have not be a person that we'd even talk about or even know. Exactly. And this is, this is what I appreciate, especially about Floyd, too. You know, we were just talking earlier about sometimes, uh, you know, we talk about L's all the time, right? And, you know, we talking about losses. But to me, an L is a lesson. You know what I mean? Right. As long as you don't quit, it's not a loss. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 like, people always try to tell you, what, well, 90% of businesses fail and this and that. Yeah, but failure is not a life sentence. Right. That's what people got to understand. Yeah. The bumps and bruises in between, and that's the persistence. You know, that, that I like to talk about stuff like that. But I admire that about Floyd, too, definitely. And that makes yeah. me want to keep going. You know? Absolutely, man. I think, you know. I mean, there's there's a reason that like, well, so I'm of a different generation than you guys. I'm probably like at least 10 years older than I'm probably more than both of you. But um, but like when I was coming up, uh, uh, entrepreneurs were freaks. Like I didn't I didn't have anyone in my family. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's like, you're crazy. Well, yeah, you're crazy. You know, I think I, so. So actually, my grandmother, of all people, in like 1940, created uh, a, a beauty shop. And when she was like 20 years old and 
the middle of nowhere, Ohio. And uh, actually, it was West Virginia at that time. I forgot. They oh, lived in West cool. Virginia. Cool. So, you know, so she was kind of my entrepreneurial inspiration. But, um, but yeah, you know, like it's not been considered a thing that's normal until just recently or even like respected. You know, it was always like, yeah, my crazy uncle owns his own business, mm. you know, until and until crazy uncle's driving a Porsche, you know, no one notices. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Did, did you have any moments like that, Floyd, along the way where you're just like, you know, where you're just like, man, I don't know if I should do this anymore. Oh, You've mentioned like, you know, those kind of trying times. What got you through those times, man? Uh, you know, I kind of got more into going to the gym and I just had this conversation earlier. And relocating to Colorado to kind of like get a clear space, mental space. Right on. Business is very tough. It is uh, one of the most toughest self-development programs that may exist. Oh, 100% agree. And you're constantly being, you know, challenged mentally or your grit is being tested daily. So for me to come out to a place that I never had this opportunity to experience the environment as a mental playground where you can hike mountains and see get to the top for yeah. me um i felt like i was running away from a blessing and and a purpose and by me not really working towards that i uh i couldn't sleep i always knew no matter I me mean, i moved to a place where marijuana was legalized so no matter how many blunts that i smoked I could never. You know, <laughs> I this hate. idea could never. You just couldn't get away from it. I couldn't I get away it. from it. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and going back to entrepreneurship, my grandfather used to bootleg whiskey, and you know, nice. going down to my grandma's house in the summertime, you know, right on. We seen a clientele, we seen a hustle. But my father is also too an entrepreneur, and also is my mother. Nice. So I always was raised around my cousins are their real estate and to real estate. So I've always been kind of like surrounded by it's in my DNA to be yeah. a wrestler. You know? Right. No. Right. And working hard. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, How about you, what brought you to entrepreneurship? I mean, obviously you were driven by your mission, but like, did you have any role models that, that were entrepreneurs in your life? Oh yes, I did. My grandmother, she, my grandmother, and my grandfather ran their own hotel and business in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh wow! Since I was a baby, and uh, what I appreciate about them, they taught me the value of hard work. Sometimes you're gonna have ups and downs. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. you you definitely gotta keep up with your 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 count with your money. You gotta you understand your supply, the people you know you're, you're serving this to, all kind of things like that. Repairs, you know what I mean? Uh, paying certain bills, making sure the building's taken care of. All little ins and outs. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. Well, I used to hate it. They used to make me cut that yard that they had, <laughs> and it had hills left and right. I hated it, but I understood the message. You know what I mean? Right. And I understand what he's saying too. Is that would we rather have a hard time and quit, or would we rather have a hard time and be successful? Right. See what I'm saying? One way or another, we're going to have a hard time. And that's one thing my grandfather told me uh, when he gave me his chain, man. And, you know, he passed it down to me. That meant, meant a lot to me. But the value of it all. Yeah. That, uh, you know, value of a dollar and things like that. And uh, being able to save your money for a certain purpose or being able to invest in yourself. 
all those little lessons man, meant a lot to me and just taught me about that. And then on top of that, I have an actual aunt, too, who actually ran her own business for a while. She's retired now. And actually, she lives in Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm no, just talking about that, too. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, what was her business? Oh, man, she uh, did clothing. She did clothing. But like she did she did more like uh, teddies and stuff like that, the onesie, pajama type stuff. All right. Cool. And, uh, and she used to, you know, she would go to, like, her, her beauty shop or she would go to her friends and, and sell and stuff like that. And she had high clients who were lawyers and things like that. And nice. they get them off the things like that. So she retired off mostly that. And wow. my uncle was, you know, into, you know, stocks and bonds. He was a broker for a while. Okay. And uh, he dabbled in different types of jobs and stuff like that. They live in a mansion in Cincinnati. And I always kept asking, how do y'all do that? Nice. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So I had a lot of inspiration when it came to that part, definitely. Oh, also, I had a stepfather of mine who, you know, who, who was a former illegal activity type person. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. You sure, know I mean? sure. But, but he had bubblegum businesses and candy uh, dispensaries. He was yeah. always looking for that, that mm-hmm. entrepreneurial right. avenue. Exactly. Yeah. And he always knew how to make money. So uh, that's why I even came up with my, my candy store at school when I got, you know, got yeah. suspended for candy because he was the one who taught me how to make money for myself. Nice. Yeah. Like I had a lot of them, man, definitely. Oh, that's a, that's, I think that's so important. And I think that's one of the reasons I like doing this podcast and having folks like you on to, to let people know that like, you know, really, yes, it's Pretty much, you know, like, I don't know, like I study Buddhism and they talk about one of the first truths is just that, um, that, that, uh, that life is suffering. Right. It's going to be hard. Your life is going to be hard. Like right. I know mom may have pushed every freaking, uh, uh, obstacle out of your way to, all the way through college, um, but, but yeah, no. Um, so, but the, my thing is, was, you know, I had come up and, and really had, had only had some small businesses that I had started at a couple of ideas at a couple of different moments in my life and they were failures, but I definitely learned a huge lesson from them early on. But then, um, you know, working in the marketing agencies and just working for other people and realizing, holy shit, like I brought this guy millions of dollars. There you go. And how much did I get? There you go. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, not to say that they, these people weren't taking care of me as terms of just being an employee. I felt really well taken care of at most of those places that I've worked in the past. And uh, but but in the end, it's like, well, if I'm going to bust my ass, I might as well be busting it for my family and for myself and do it how I want to do it, you know? It. And, uh, and, and I think that the interesting thing is, is that while we're the weirdos in the world, although it's getting less, you know, less weird to Ooh. be an entrepreneur, um, I think that's all going to change. Because if you think about it, right, there are predictions that 800 million jobs are going to disappear in the next five to, or excuse me, in the next 10 uh, years. Uh, and those are all like all those little jobs that you're, you know, you're just like an average person with a high school diploma can get mm-hmm. customer service, restaurant work. Um, you know, drivers, there's like millions of people in this country employed as drivers and those jobs are going to go away. Is that because of automation? Yeah, because of AI and automation. So I think that it's important for people like us to share our entrepreneurial journey and share our knowledge like we're doing today because that shit is going to become a survival skill in the next 10 years. I agree. And the funny thing about it is that everybody has this in mind. Not everybody's acting on it. That's the thing. Yeah. Not, not, not because, uh, you know, uh, of course, because they want to do it. It's only because they don't know how yet. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And we did. Everybody struggled with that at least once in their life. Oh, of know? course. And uh, the funny thing about it is levels to the struggle. Even if you're getting into it, we're still struggling to try to get there. Totally. That's the thing. So, we, I mean, like I always say, you know, in, in my podcast, you got to take the bumps and bruises. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be hard times. And, uh, but, but it'll be all worth it when you get there. Yeah, because you always learn something from those difficult times. Yeah, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, sometimes it's not even your fault. Like, right. you know, um, you know, I t- talked to you guys about this, but we're, we're closing down the, the retail space for Hearsmith. Mm-hmm. Would we be doing that if there wasn't a pandemic? Hell no. We probably wouldn't be doing that at all. We wouldn't right. be anywhere near that right. if we hadn't had this crazy pandemic. Not anybody's, not my fault, certainly. Right. <laughs> not anybody in this room. Probably yeah. Maybe Donald Trump a little bit, but <laughs> right. dude can't do his job and, and handle this shit. But anyway, um, but uh, but you know you just gotta you gotta learn to adapt. You gotta be nimble. You know I almost think of it like a boxing. Did you guys ever box? Uh, uh, oh yeah, I boxed in high school uh, about fourteen, fifteen. Nice. Uh, Orlando Winter Haven Powell, a uh, good friend of mine was Andre Burrow for you know. Oh no kidding. Days. Yeah, that when we was kids, as far as kids, and uh, his gym was right around the corner from my grandmother's house. So, nice. Like, uh, after I would leave football practice, you know, on Friday I stay at my grandmother's house, go to the gym. Practice right. a little bit, stuff like that. And being in Florida, man, you you have to learn a little. Stuff. <laughs> I don't know about any other states, but yeah, yeah. Where I, I spent some from. time in Florida. It's pretty uh, rough. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's, it's kind of rough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get challenged for no reason sometimes. Oh yeah. From, you know. Oh you, man. You have to be able to protect yourself. It's just how it goes. But you know, it's life. But uh, but yeah. do you see the parallel? Like, because I feel like when you're boxing, like even just learning a little bit, I think it'd be valuable for even if you're not super interested in getting your face smashed in, which I can get. Good for but I, it's super super good for fitness, and um, there's like a flow to it. When you, I, I was never that great, and I didn't really do it that long. I just had a an instruct like a gym teacher in high school who was super into it, and he was teaching me, and. Uh, but there's this flow of being able, like you're gonna. You, the first thing you have to get over is like you're gonna get punched in the face. Yes, that <laughs> and, is the truth. And then what, right? Uh, you know, like uh, the famous mm-hmm. Mike Tyson quote. You know, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the, the face. face. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, entrepreneurships are a lot like that. Like you, you know, there's going to be things that slap you upside the head and make you change directions or adapt, and it's really all about how you react. Exactly. There's this concept that Urban Meyer used to talk in, in Ohio State football, and I feel comfortable dropping in some Ohio State football references in here because I got my my natty guys here. You yes, know? Right. Yeah, 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 let's yeah. go, let's go. Um, so he, used to, he had this philosophy, E plus R equals L. So E stands for events. Events are going to happen. Right. You cannot control what events happen. Um, no one can, right? Um, R is your reaction. Now that is the factor that you control. So shit's going to happen. How you react to it is completely up to you. And whether it is the, the death of your business or, the, or, or, or if it opens up a new light for you, um, your reaction is going to determine that. And then exactly. equals O obviously is the outcomes, right? Exactly. So I always think of that kind of thing. Now, when it comes to like uh, apparel specific type stuff, Floyd, what channels do you think it's like are important for apparel brands to really connect with people? Like, is it you know, is it social media? You know, is it a particular platform? What what have you seen like good success? So I uh, I'm starting to understand more about that world, especially when it comes to app. But I think Instagram is kind of like been a really great um, apparatus to mm-hmm. connect with people. Yeah. 
Clubhouse was kind of like something that was really big during a pandemic. And it was also too a learning uh, experience for myself because no matter the day I can tap in to these different groups with different entrepreneurs. And this is what actually really got me back into the space of relaunching my brand is to hearing other people's stories like how we're talking today mm -hmm. and their experiences and also too how they were able to produce certain things by finding the right manufacturers, even nice. being manufacturers. Yeah. But uh, from a retail place or e-commerce space, I think Shopify is a really great platform to establish a uh, store or to host a store. But I think Instagram, I don't use Snapchat. Yeah. And I try not to use Instagram personally. So <laughs> I hear that's that. why I'm looking for a marketer. Right. <laughs> to kind of like, I don't know. I can do anything. I just can't do everything. I'm super excited to help yeah. you take that next level, man. That's yes. what we're going to be doing with your membership coming up here. Yes. But So you have an awesome Instagram following on your Ohio Against the World account. Yeah. Kind of t walk us through, for those of us that don't have 11,000 plus followers or 12,000 probably by now, yeah. how did you get from point A to point B? I mean, it, was it tough slogging at first? And then where did it go from there? I think so. Along my journey, I've always had some sort of assistance. Maybe it was a friend that was starting their own digital ad agency or their digital campaign. I can't take the credit myself for kind of like building that audience. Uh, but I think it was something that was kind of infectious. Once a person seen another person wearing a garment which says Ohio against the world while they were walking down the street, it becomes a billboard. Yeah, that's something you're going to Google if you're from Ohio, right? Yeah. You're like, what the? Ohio against the world? Where what did this guy mean? get this shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it mean? What is all this? What is it? And I think that's the best. Uh, marketing. Marketing yeah. and a low-hanging fruit. Right. Any... Mm -hmm. Any person with a good good idea that catches other people's attention. Yeah. Oh. I've always been about wearing t shirts with words on it. One of my favorite t shirts is The Matrix is a documentary. And I get uh, <laughs> you know, okay. I just like conversation pieces. Yeah. You right. know, that, that can actually encourage somebody or motivate mm. someone like create a cool dialogue. Uh, yeah, or and, something. and yeah. I even have one that says stay on your purpose. Like things there like that. Is. So I can hear that, man. Definitely. Yeah. I understand that. I so love that too. I think that what you're talking about there is is uh, maybe maybe the terms uh, I think I think you're spot on, but like there's something remarkable about your brand, Ohio against the world. Like that, there's just such power in that statement. And I think it comes from a few different factors, right? It's, and this is why I think your brand is so remarkable. It's, um, it's clear and compelling, right? It's like, it's, it's literally saying like, hey, it's us against them, right? Mm -hmm. It's identifying the customer people from Ohio, right? Like you got to be from Ohio or at least, you know, are living there now and be and have, sort of have Ohio pride to, 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 to like for that to catch your attention. And then and then beyond that, like it, the, it has power, right? Like it stands on its own. It's like, a, so, you know, and all of those three factors are such important aspects of a successful brand. So it's like, you know, for me, like getting to work with you as a marketer, I'm super stoked because like um, we've already seen that like the initial concept of what you've got has already sparked the imagination in people.
And so I would invite you guys to read this amazing book by this guy, Seth Godin. Okay. He wrote a book called The Purple Cow. The Purple Cow. Yeah, look that up. Okay. Um, I think there's a subtitle to that. But, uh, but if you search for uh, The Purple Cow uh, and Seth Godin, uh, and, and I think because what he talks about in that book is, you know, if you're driving down the road and you see – you know, you go on a road trip with your friends, right? You're driving down the road, driving across the country. You see a couple of cows. Hey, look, there's a cow. No big deal. You know, 15 minutes later, you've passed 27 cows and no one says anything and no one notices. But if you're driving down that same road and you've seen 40, 57 uh, cows and then all of a sudden you see a purple cow, you're like, what? Like, holy... Uh, so you might even pull over, you know, you're going to get out of the car, you're going to take, take pictures, pictures yeah, video, get a selfie. Right. That's a remarkable. And, and kind of the compelling argument. And to think about, he wrote this book in like 2007 before social media was even a huge thing. Um, you know, to think about if you do something that is remarkable um, that grabs people's attention, that's the first step. Like, you know, you've got you've to just make them stop you know, zoning out on their like, you know, kind of spacing out on the drive down the highway of life and make them stop and be like, what Ooh. is that? Is that a purple cow? Right. Or is that an Ohio against the world t-shirt? You know? And that's <laughs> and, the great thing about it, that sometimes one little moment can change everything. Absolutely. That's the crazy part. You know, just just like what we talked about earlier with, you know, how I caught on with my idea for my, my you know, brand and everything. Just one person said to me like that. Yeah, really tell that cool. story. Right, I was yeah. trying to get, okay. I was trying to ask yeah. you about that. Oh, earlier. yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, we're we, we out in the middle of Watts, man. I mean, uh, you know, nice Sunday fun day. You know, they bring out the six fours, kind of like the menaces Society type thing, boys in the hood type thing. So we, we're sitting out there, and uh, you know, and I'm just taking all this in, just looking around, looking around, like all this entrepreneurship going on, kind of like the baby boy moment. You know what I'm saying? We watch the movies. Oh yeah, pie man over here, this person over here. Yeah, everybody's selling stuff, and I'm that's just how looking. it is in the hood. Exactly. I was gonna say a lot right. of people don't realize like that 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 you know, there's a very entrepreneurial spirit oh, yeah. in in economically depressed areas. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And because it's I'm like what you got to do to survive, right? You know, like and, you and you know what? And L.A. is exactly that. I mean, it's a straight up hustle city. They 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 depend on you know on themselves. It's all independence, and they all make their own money, tax free, all that stuff. So like I said, I'm watching this lady. She sells off a bunch of uh, pot pies. I'm talking about chicken, uh, beef. Nice. Uh, she even had a chitlin kind. Everybody don't eat chitlin <laughs> all the time, but she was getting them off. I'm sitting here watching this, and this lady make like close to a thousand dollars in like an hour. I'm sitting here watching this, like oh my god, like. I mean, just making a product, just one idea can make you rich. You know what I mean? Or just make some money for sure, you, that yeah. kind of thing, right? Pay your bills. So God comes by me. He's he's selling glasses and, and flash drives. He looks at my shirt and says, man, that's a cool shirt you got on. And this is the first sample shirt that I made. Oh, nice. Right? And I'm sitting there like, oh, cool. You know, da, 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 da. He's like, man, you should really think about sell, you know, selling that. Nice. And I, and I looked up in the air, like, and I look back at him, like, dang, like, this man might have a point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right? why not try that? So, like, that really turned me on to yeah. actually start doing that. But, you know, like we talked about with the marketing part, I was thinking, okay, how am I going to put this out here? I'm good at motivating people, so why right. not try that? At yeah, least, yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. If I can't get you a T-shirt, I can at least get some knowledge in your head. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then the rest will follow. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I get, I get off on actually helping people. No, you, you know do. I, mean? I love that about it. And I think both of you have that spirit oh. of like wanting to give back and being motivated. We just recently worked on your mission, Floyd, yep. and, uh, and, and kind of really getting that succinctly defined. Tell me about that, though. Like, how important has it been to have like a, like a real mission or purpose behind your business over the years? You know what? 
it was a it's very important and i realized how important it was when we started to execute this because i never up until recently i never walked with purpose and this actually gives me an opportunity to see and be in purpose and to be a blessing to other people you know right i hear you on that one so for me it was okay how am i going to pay rent how am i going to get it out the mud so if i got to sell x amount of t-shirts that was my purpose when i first started sure now as i grew mentally and spiritually as a person i see as more money will come you know and not to say people are in business to make money and if they weren't making money it'd just be a hobby right for me i want to be and have an opportunity to be a blessing to others but also to to receive the blessings that was put for me to receive you know right so for having that purpose and creating that mission statement it gave me more something to look forward to to waking up and shipping packages may be one of the most monotonous processes. <laughs> it's not fun. Right. Yeah, it is. Whatsoever. Yeah, because there's like, you know, like 10 steps you just have to do and there's no creativity or fun in it. There's yeah. no creativity. There's no fun in it. Although there is purpose in it. Sure. Reminding myself, why am I doing this Ooh. right now Ooh. with something? Even though the statement isn't at 100%, maybe we have to tweak it here and there. But just thinking about a community and how important and impactful that can be to give back yeah. to something larger than yourself or to a community. So, yeah. And how about you, AJ? You know, you, you're, you're a newer apparel brand, mm-hmm. originsandlegacies.com, right? That's correct. And, uh, and then, uh, so, but you seem to be just a person that, that has that motivational spirit about you. Right. You know, what do you think, what, you know, how important has that been in starting your company? And, and what do you think, you know, where do you think that comes from? Well, uh, it just comes from even back in my background as a kid, I've, you know, growing up in my neighborhood, it's been a lot of destruction. A lot, a lot of friends, you know, even, even my man Floyd can understand this. Uh, where we come from, there's people who went the wrong direction, you know what I mean, in jail or what have you. But uh, I was always one to be constructive, you know what I mean? Try to build something that can help people, be positive. So um, a lot of my experiences, like I said, uh, you know, I just get off on, you know, helping them help themselves. Right. I mean, of course, you, can, you lead them to the lake, you know the rest. Yep. Either you can fish on your own, you know, you can learn to fish on your own, or you could just take advantage of the moment and not know how to do it anymore because, you know, you're not doing your part. Right. But, but, um, but um, you know, like I said, with the experiences that I had, it motivated me to keep going and doing more of this because I've seen that just the impact, the little things that he was saying, like just just being able to impact somebody to change yeah. their life. And then knowing that my brand is not about the clothing, it's the lifestyle and the mentality right. of getting what you want. That's what that is. Because a lot of people, like plenty of people have dreams, but they're not chasing theirs. Right. Not because they don't want to, it's because they don't know how. I feel like that's the, yeah, I agree with you. And that's kind of one of the big motivations for me to start Harrismith. It's like, there's so many things Mm -hmm. that we can help people 
to just like level up, you yes. know, like skip this thing that's going to, you know, that we know is maybe not the best idea, but is popular out there. You know, like famously, like Mark Cuban always talks about don't rule number one, don't buy swag, ah, <laughs> which is exactly, hard for apparel brand exactly, guys to get because like exactly. your, your products are, you know, yeah. products. So. No, but shout out to you for that, man, because because a lot of people are not doing this. They always say in business, you want to find a lane that nobody's going in. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Right. Nobody's doing what you're doing. And we, I appreciate you for that. Oh, because some people can't Thanks. afford to do that, don't even know how to start. This is that academy for that. So yeah. any, anybody who is this, man, take advantage of here. <laughs> well, thank chance, you, man. man. I, did, yeah, I didn't bring it up for that, but, but thank yeah. you. That's but, super yeah. nice of you to say. Yes, I just felt like there was like, you know, we, uh, again, with the way the world is going, with all these these kind of jobs that like I had growing up, you know, when I was a kid coming up, and if I hadn't been really lucky and been able to go to school and get some great, you know, opportunities that really represented turning points in my life, those I'd still be doing those kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. Pr- frankly, just coming from where I came from, and uh, and so uh, my thing is like I want to create something where if you've got if you've got a passion and you're willing to put in hard work, I believe that you should, you know, be able to make a living off of that. You know? I agree. And, and, and that, like I said, that's going to become a survival skill in the next few years. Floyd, I wanted to ask you, was there like a turning point where things really just like you're working, you're hustling, you're hustling, you're hustling, and then all of a sudden things kind of open up a bit? Was there something that happened? Yeah, I definitely had those moments, those benchmark moments that, you know, when LeBron James, one of the greatest athletes, you know, of our time to wear your product, that was a that was one a really great pinnacle time. Uh, so how did that all come about? I mean, like, you know, just having connections and through Instagram, using Instagram and knowing people who was in Cleveland, and I think DJ Stuff Floss was definitely a person that really helped kind of make that happen, who's a really great DJ in, nice. in Cleveland, in Ohio. But, you know, just working with other people, and not to say use people to get, you know, X, Y, Z. But like but building relationships. It's yeah. definitely building relationships. And I've created things that, in my kitchen, which in my studio at Kitchen, you know, for people, famous people, like Rihanna was photographed wearing, you know, things that I made before. It was in nice. Vogue magazine That's awesome, at some point, dude. You know? That is awesome. But man. I don't say it to be a, you know. You're not trying to brag, yeah. I, I was literally trying to pull these stories out of you, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> he would not have brought it, this it, up. It's the value you bring. It ain't got nothing to do with yeah. anything else, you know. Yeah, and definitely. so for, you know. But those moments matter, right? Those Ooh. moments definitely do matter. And at that time, I wasn't too analytical and understanding about data. Because this was like such at a new, where we're at now with technology, everything moves so fast, like, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And how, you know, when things go viral, it's a blessing that you got the greatest athlete to wear it. That's true. But now, how do you, you don't have... What's next? What happens next? <laughs> one, you don't, you can't fulfill the orders. Right. It's a demand that you can't meet. And people, customers actually get upset when you can't deliver. Yeah. Or you can't take their order because you just don't have right. the, the those resources, and you know we all we come from probably similar backgrounds, mm-hmm. but we don't have access to capital. You know, right. financial capital. We can't walk into financial institutions Facts. and say, "Hey, I need a, a business loan for this, for that." And for me, that was kind of like one of the things that I didn't really take advantage of learning 
was a financial aspect mm-hmm. and the financial mm-hmm. piece of it. But but you're learning that stuff now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually enrolled in a program here in Denver, Colorado called Cross Purpose. Mm-hmm. And they're a faith-based organization, but they help people kind of transition into new careers. Nice. So either you're an ex, you know, you're just getting out of prison or you're a single mom or you were, you did whatever, you know? They, Struggling entrepreneur? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That works too. See, that's it, trying to find that direction. And yeah. see, that, that's what we do too, to try to find your direction. Now, I had a friend of mine who, uh, you know, who messed his life all up, but he turned it around, you know, just based yeah. on that kind of thing. Now, the funny thing you said about that, you know, with the capital and all that stuff, the other part of the side, um, excuse me, the other side of the coin, I'm trying to say with that, is that, Sometimes pulling the right person can help you get that capital. What I mean is like, okay, we talk about Damon John all the time. Right. And he was trying to get LL Cool J. You see what I'm saying? Then when he finally got him, then you saw what happened with FUBU. Yeah. Kind of thing. So sometimes, you know, I remember the last podcast, you guys talk about the loopholes of actually marketing. Right. Of course, we can go ahead and email and we can do this person, get this person. But sometimes getting the right person to wear it can just change everything exactly and, yeah. and that's a shortcut you need besides trying to get the loan kind of thing sometimes yeah. so, like, so like yeah it's a lot of rough avenues yeah it's it's tough but i think that the interesting thing about where we live is that i think people vastly and a lot of entrepreneurs but especially regular folks that don't own businesses vastly underestimate their influence on other people mm-hmm. like 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 for for instance, like if I send my buddy from Ohio from growing up an Ohio against the world T-shirt, I'm actually gonna get one for my dad. Actually, this is a good example. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get one of your shirts. My dad's birthday's coming yeah, up. I'm too. getting that from he's still yeah. he's still up in Ohio. Shout out to pops. Um, and uh, and he, I just know that his little network of people are going to be like, where'd you get that shirt? That's awesome. He's like, I don't know. My son got it for me. That's why I need to get your... What does uh, it mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you might have some like white Harley riding dudes wearing Ohio Against the World t-shirts around, but who cares, right? And uh, and that's another (laughs) thing when it came to the marketing aspect of it was it's not a target demographic of uh, zero... You know, I can't zero in onto an age group or a financial group or you know, uh, uh, where people live because it's just, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. It's everywhere. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because most times, most marketing, it, it sort of is good to really understand, hey, you know, we're, this product is designed for, you know, moms and, uh, and, you know, who are in their 20s and it solves this problem. Mm-hmm. Yours is very different in the fact that it's more regional, right? It's like yeah. people from Ohio and that kind of thing. I know, obviously, you've got plans and you've done a great job, I think, here recently of evolving and, and creating other products that aren't always labeled Ohio. But, um, but that's a really unique situation, right? To, to be in a sort of a really a regionally tied brand to start off. Yeah, being in a kind of a geographical kind of like brand is, is good. But, you know, as a creative, I kind of was stifled because that was the only thing that I felt as if that I could create. Right. You know? So I was like, let me take a break. Let me... Let me understand life from a different perspective. Yeah. Let me take a break because you mm-hmm. you get so wrapped up in, in the hamster wheel of yeah. doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and uh, trying to understand like how can I create more to my audience? So I want to kind of become more intuitive to what their needs are versus what I think 
is cool, you know? Right. No, I agree. It's a balance of both, don't you think? Like, yeah. you, you've got a creative flair and uh, and sort of a mindset, and I think that you have found that sort of balance of like, hey, this is like the people that interact with me, and this is the kind of thing that they will like. You know, that's that's a that's an artful journey that never ends. I mean, yeah. even companies that are like Fortune 1000 have to constantly evolve. You know, um, if you just look at like, look at look at like so what so I've been you know when I was a kid I got a job at a at a, a health food store it's called the Granary in Sarasota and um, and so I just started learning about all this crazy health food stuff you know and at the time. It seemed like real hippie shit, like not for real. Like it was like, you know, like what? You're going to put what in your ears? Like ear candles? What the fuck is that? And then, you know, and it's like, I'm going to eat what? And um, but but like, look where we are now. Like, look, look at like, you know, um, how many people are vegetarian? How many people, uh, you know, um, I mean, you know, I'm older than you guys. So like, you, you know, but like people, uh, I remember telling people, Hey, have you ever had a hummus? It's awesome. Oh, and people yeah, are like, what yeah, the fuck yeah, is that? Right. That was some good stuff. And people had never heard of it in like 94 when I was like, or whatever it would have been. No, it would have been a little earlier than that. Like 92 when I was in high school working on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so things evolve and like you see it now. Now it's like so prevalent. I mean, we got Burger King selling vegetarian burgers, you know. So I think part of entrepreneurship is this really interesting balance, especially when it comes to apparel brands and brands that are like fashionable. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting balance of like always being like looking for where's that next thing coming? What's that trend? And then what's my take on that? Because if you just hop on everybody's train, like, oh, this is coming, you're going to be Johnny come lately. Right. But if you can see what's coming a little bit and put your preemptively, put your own spin on it, then that's when you have a lot of power. And exactly. I, I agree with that because where I was at kind of being here in Colorado, as I said, getting more into like MMA training uh, and doing CrossFit now, I, uh, you know, what you follow on the Instagram, I try to create my own follow what what I see on Instagram. And what I noticed was a lot of promotional apparel or inspirational apparel was starting to come about. Either it was faith-based or it was gym-based or it was just kind of like words of encouragement that kind of like motivated people. And then it was also too this kind of like inner dialogue that I was having with myself as I do CrossFit is like, keep going. If I got to run 400 meters four times and I want to stop, I got to keep going. Mm. But I was taken back from the protests that were happening uh, in Ferguson and mm-hmm. all over the world, all over the country. And it was a guy who I believe was homeless. He had a sign that said, no matter how hard it is, you have to keep going. Mm. And when I seen that, you know, like look at this guy in this photo and how he has a story to tell. Right. Like his life has not been easy, but for him to tell me that I got to keep going, I got to take that same motivation that he's given me through this photo that he's probably never, we've never seen each other. But for those words to be so impactful mm-hmm. um, for myself, I wanted to kind of like take that and make other people spread that message when they wear a t-shirt. So kind of taking that, those things, those trends that we see visually and putting in our own take and what we're experiencing in life and putting those two together. 
was definitely a good yin and yang situation for myself. Oh, so, man. Yep, fought out eight times, get up nine. <laughs> I love that, definitely. You know, that's the beauty of that. And that, that's what mine is about, too. You know, you're going to have your bumps and bruises. Expect right. that. I had a, a, a aunt of mine, you know, before I, you know, left my teaching job. She taught me everything, I, you know, about teaching, period. But she also told me, be expected to be challenged, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's from the staff or from the students, things like that. Expect these things. You're gonna have bumps and bruises. You're gonna have moments where you want to lose your cool, but, <laughs> but you can't. Are you kidding me? You know I mean? Dealing with right, kids? Man, of course you are, man. Right, man. Kids are experts at making man, adults lose their cool. They are good. For I know I was good at it. <laughs> yeah, provocation is a mastery when it comes to those kids. I tell you right now. But to be able to, you know, to be able to handle that with a cool mind. Knowing that this is supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I had a friend of mine too who uh, who told me, you know, I was going through a rough time, but I told him it was going to be better, and it right. did. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I would tell him that this is happening because a blessing is coming. Mm-hmm. You just got to hold on. Right. Take the ass whoop. <laughs> it's got. It's gonna happen. Right. You see what I'm saying? Now the matter is, what you're gonna do after that? If yeah. you know that something great is gonna come behind it, where's the patience? Keep it there, and it'll come. Yeah. That's all. And but the thing is, here's another key. It doesn't come on your timing. Yeah, I it, know. it comes on the timing that you least expect it to be. Right. You see what I'm saying? But the the best the best part about it, it'll be the perfect timing. <laughs> see what I'm yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that, Things know? have a way of working out, right? Oh yeah. I wish more teachers would become entrepreneurs. You know, and also, you know, because like so much of this is about effective communication. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. I think part of your success, Floyd, is that you're an effective communicator. You know, exactly. I mean, you do that through the vehicle of your brand. Exactly. But um, and but obviously, with your background as a teacher, I think you're you're poised for success because you can communicate. You know how to if you can get like nine year olds' attention. Oh yeah. And, and, you know their brains are going firing off like oh, yeah. four times as fast as your average Ooh. result. Then you can get anybody's attention. Oh yeah. I think and, that's so important. Oh, the funny thing about it is that just like you said they see their nine-year-old doing that the first thing they're going to say is what are you listening to uh, right. thing you know they're like he sounds pretty good <laughs> like you know what i mean that kind of thing so that's sure. what i do it for i mean of course we want to get paid but at the same time i want to want to affect something i want to know that you know what i get up every day and listen to you because of this yeah like i've seen so you even seen so many you know youtube and instagram where people are watching a certain person every day because they're getting the energy from them absolutely you know what i mean and they're saying themselves or sending the messages saying you know what if it wasn't for your videos man I'd probably be doing this. Or, and, you know. Yeah, no, that's so true. And so many of the famous people that I think we all admire, they give away a lot. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, I, you know, Gary Vee is a good example. Oh, man. He could talk you to know, smack, boy, I'll tell you. He, but he gives away a lot of knowledge for sure. free. And I think, you know, we live in this world where the sales, you know, like, hey, come on down and buy the, buy the thing. Mm. Nobody, nobody wants to be sold, you know. Right. So we have to be magnetic and the way we do that, I believe, and what I teach people is to figure out how you can provide value. You know, how can I add value to people's lives? And then if you can do that and build up that trust with them, they're going to come back to you. They're going to be loyal to you. They're, and if you pair that with a really well-defined mission um, and they feel like, hey, I can take this and it's especially good with apparel brands because, like, literally, they can wear the brand. Right. <laughs> you know, with a lot of brands, it's like, you know, it's a little different. It's a little more nebulous. Like, right. yeah, I believe in that. Let's go. Right. But, man, when people can take that and, 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 and just carry that ball a little further than even you yourself 
you know, with uh, with your your sort of channels can carry it. That's when the magic starts happening. And that's when it becomes something that's building yeah. like a snowball. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, funny thing I got behind that, I had a friend of mine who has her own barbershop just starting. And she just kept saying, I don't know how I can get more clients. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, how many do you want? She said, 14. At least, at least. It'll hey, at least she had a good number. Right, specific right, number. Right, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I said, this is what we're going to do. You know, and then this would inspire me to do what I do. I said, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to spend the week thinking about that number 14. How long do you, you know, do you, um, how many days you want to go by before you get them? Right. And she said, okay, I want to have them, because it was Monday. She said, I want to have them by next Sunday. Okay. So, um, I come back to her two weeks later, and I said, uh, so, you know, I said, what you're going to do is think about that number constantly. It's six times a day. I want 14 clients by this time. I want 14 clients right. by this time. And just push it in your head to where it becomes second nature. Yeah. So I come back to her two weeks later, and I said, how'd your affirmations go? And she said, man, let me tell you what happened. I, I kept thinking about the number you kept telling me about. Right. Kept doing it, just the drills like you told me. She said, I got 14 people booked. Wow. By that Sunday. I, wow. I cannot make this up. This happened. I can Damn. And shout out to Emily Jones, by the way, you know, barbershop. But, but like on um, yeah, that Sunday, she said, I had 14 clients. But here's the thing. Only 12 came in. But I said, hold on now. See, the timing in between, see what I'm saying? Sometimes it comes a certain way. But here's the thing. You thought about 14. You got 14. 12 came in, but that's okay. You got 14 booked. Wow. Because of what you put in your head. Right. You see what I'm saying? That, that kind of so much of that stuff. I do believe that like we can mentally manifest a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, we got to wrap this up pretty soon. But I have one last question or one thought I want to get from Floyd. Because one of the things I noticed about you, man, that I think is pretty unique um, is that you have what I call a mogul mindset. Now, that sounds scary or sounds mm-hmm. like weird. Maybe to some people don't like Truth, that word mogul. True. But one of the things I think that's really unique about you as an entrepreneur, Floyd, is that you um, you realize I don't have to do everything in my business. And uh, I'm just curious, like, how did you get to that point? Because so many of the people I work with, you know, they're doing their own marketing. They're doing the jobs. They're doing the sales. They're, they're literally doing every part of their business. It seems like you either intuitively or very early on learned that, hey, there's stuff I'm good at, but there's stuff I'm not. Oh, so how did that happen? How did you evolve to that point? It's probably a part of being lazy. <laughs> I'll take that back. But um, I've been my own obstacle for so long. And mentally, you can be your own barrier to success. Hmm. And a mentor had told me that you can do anything, you can't do everything. So I kind of like, since I got that knowledge or that wisdom, Mm. I kind of stepped back and was like, wait, I know how to use Photoshop, but I'm not great. I can't do, it's only so much time in a day. I can't do this. Right. Maybe if I pass this along to somebody else who can execute and give me exactly what I need versus me spending eight hours on YouTube trying with one screen trying to figure out how to add drop shadows in and (laughs) products out right if i just kind of like hey maybe i can give this least uh least important task to someone else to kind of who's an expert at that yeah who's an expert and they can probably do it a lot sooner and quicker however that may be a cost but i'm willing to pay that cost if it makes sense financially if I can spend time doing high level things that I need to do to keep things going. 
You know? Absolutely. Because that's the thing. I think a, a big key to this is establishing what your value is in your company. Yeah. You know, like, yes, it might cost you, I don't know, 100 bucks to get somebody to do some Photoshopping for you. But, um, and they'll do it in like, they'll have it done the next day. No big whoop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, if you were to try to do it, you, you know, I mean, maybe it's a bad example. Maybe you're great at Photoshop. I don't know. But, but, but you know, you might spend seven hours trying to accomplish the same thing they accomplished in like one or two hours exactly. and cost you a hundred bucks. So that, you know, if you really step back and you look at that, you're like, well, am I, you know, whatever seven divided by a hundred divided by seven is, <laughs> uh, you know, is that really my value? You know, no, right. It's not obviously. Yeah. Right. So that's a big lesson. And I think that uh, the sooner people embrace that um of course there's going to be that beginning period where you have to do every damn thing and the whole thing you know but but as soon as you can take that step of like hey i'm gonna this is too much for me i if i focus on this thing i can bring in more money and that'll pay for this guy to do my photoshopping for me you know exactly that's hugely important all right so i want to give you guys both a chance give your websites give your instagrams or your handles or whatever so you can uh so the people know where to check out your stuff hit it up Uh, uh, of course of course yeah it's aj dubs here to motivate inspirate and dedicate my service to helping you create your legacy hit me up at origins x legacies at gmail.com i love to reach it read your stories your challenges maybe i can help you with something i'm here to serve definitely so that's origins with the z on the end x legacies with the i-e-z gmail.com hit me up nice thanks man yeah and then stay tuned uh aj's put, producing a podcast that's pretty sweet like uh, i've been editing some of it it's it's gonna be fun yep origins and legacies motivation nice that's it. all right floyd hit us up my battery is dead, but text me. Oh, yeah. I, I'll get it. Oh, right. definitely. We're going to connect. I got you, bro. I got you. Definitely. We're going to do that. Uh, for me, my uh, personal Instagram is Floyd from Ohio, uh, and my company's Instagram is OATW that I plan on getting back here active on here coming soon. So Nice. I, uh, I'm out here in the universe. Uh, you may see me in Ohio, you may see me in Colorado, you may see me in California, or you may see me in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> my man's about my man about the world. Go after it. Go after it. I like seeing I'm, that. I'm here. So nice. Yeah. I love to communicate or I love to hear kind of like what AJ was saying, other people's stories and how they came to where they're at in their lives. So I uh, I'm always been an open ear and able to always respond to DM text messages. So right on, yeah. that's awesome. And then one of the things that I one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on is because uh, one of the things I'm doing with Hearsmith is starting a little bit of a, an apparel brand mastermind group. So I want to like right. really have a group of uh, you know. So this is open to anyone listening to this right now. You know, we're building a group where. Uh, we can address uh, uh, and discuss and share knowledge between each other about various topics around marketing and growing your apparel brands. So uh, it sounds like both of you guys are down for that, which I'm super excited about. And uh, so check out Herosmith.com and, and all our socials at Herosmith uh, to uh, f- and look for that announcement. But uh, yeah, thanks guys for uh, both of you for joining us. Really passionate uh, entrepreneurs who who have amazing stories. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having us, man. Definitely. Awesome. So this has been live from the vault, the Hero Smith podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hello.